Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to episode 91 of the Aligned Women podcast. This is Dr. Danielle, and you're going to hear another on-air coaching call in this episode. Last week, we shared with you the second ever on-air coaching call, and in that episode, we dove into how to set your fees in your practice so that you can both be present with your family and profitable in your business, and then also how to be competitive, if that's a factor for you, with other offices in your area. And truthfully, we talked about why being competitive with other offices in your area isn't necessarily all that important. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, then I definitely encourage you to go back to it. Episode 90 was really helpful for a lot of people. Our first on-air coaching call, by the way, was episode 53, and that was another amazing episode as well. So if you really love hearing how we work with women one-to-one and help them come up with strategies and tactics to solve problems and challenges in their practice, then be sure to listen to those two episodes. In episode 91 today, I'm bringing bringing you another on-air coaching call. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the ideal patient avatar for this particular doc and why it's important for her when she's just starting out her practice, as well as some strategies and tactics for her to implement right away so that she can attract more of those patients that she wants to serve to her practice. We'll also answer questions like, how long should you really focus in on a specific ideal patient avatar? And then we even get into some conversation around setting boundaries about who you do and do not accept as patients into your practice and why. So I hope that you will enjoy this on-air coaching call today. We're going to dive straight in to this conversation right now. Okay, ladies, we are here on the podcast today for an on-air coaching call with Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I am good. Thank you for asking. And thank you for taking time out of your day today to to do this with me. Um, So first things first, share a bit about you and your family and your practice. Okay, so I am in Dallas, Texas, and the name of my practice is in Kindle Chiropractic, and I practice with my husband. Um, We just started a month ago, and we rent a little room inside of a place called the Health Collective, which has got a couple of chiropractors, massage therapists, other um, holistic-minded practitioners, Um, and I have a son. He's 17 months old tomorrow. And so, yeah, I'm just getting started and, and learning how to do it all. How did you choose the name for your practice? It's really unique. Um, my husband started with wanting to use the name um, Ignite Life, and I felt it was a little aggressive. So I started to like think of different words that had a similar meaning that were a little softer. And I found in Kindle, and I said, to me, it makes more sense because I feel like we all have the healing power inside of us. To All we need to do is kindle it versus ignite it like it's already there. So, And I like to work yeah. with pregnant moms, so I like to like, like, let's kindle that new life inside of you. 
Awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you are a relatively new member of the Aligned Women community. Tell me a bit more about what drew you to our membership program. Uh, so I've been following Mama Chiropractors for almost two years now. Um, about towards the end of my third trimester of pregnancy, I joined and there's been great podcasts posted from Align Women ever since then. And I've been following it and I really needed some direction when we decided to open practice. Um, and I had looked at a bunch of different com- coaching groups and um, companies and things like that. No one really had a very similar mindset other than aligned women no one I couldn't find anyone who wanted to do small practice and do it well versus like these massive practices so when we finally said we need some direction which was like a couple weeks in (laughs) we said let's let's go with aligned women because it's doing exactly what we want to do awesome what do you think has been the most helpful thing for you so far so far like I said um having a roadmap and having just a list of materials to say, oh, I don't know about this. So let me go see what Aligned Women has in the archives and things. And it's really been, it saves a lot of time having guidance versus trying to recreate the wheel on your own. Oh my gosh, right? Yes, that's a great point. Um, When I went to chiropractic school, I knew I wanted to be a practice owner. I wanted to be a business owner. And I also knew that I wanted to do things my own way, but truthfully, once I started my own practice without having any guidance, I was just shooting from the hip and uh, missing, (laughs) missing quite often. Um, I talk about this a lot on the podcast that because of my sales and marketing background, I was doing really great at growing the business, but I had no clue how to manage my time and my energy. I had no idea how to, or even that I should be setting really clear boundaries for my life, for my family, for my practice members. Um, yeah, it was just a crapshoot. And looking back in some ways, I'm like, well, it would have been a lot different if I had had guidance. And then in other ways, I'm glad that I didn't because here we are now, but that's a great point about, yes, it, sa- it saves you time to not have to figure all these things out on your own. And in the best case scenario, you'll earn money more quickly because you're saving that time too. Yeah. And it also brings up things that I wouldn't have considered. Like a lot of the podcasts, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It gives me a more, a larger list of things for me to learn instead of learning later that I didn't know it then. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what brought you to an on-air coaching session today is obviously you have a new practice and you're wanting to grow your new practice. One of the concepts that we use in aligned women and teach in aligned women is to define who your ideal patient is. Essentially that means who is your target market? And there's lots of reasons why we do that. If you haven't listened to, I believe it's episode 74. Um, that sounds right then that's a great episode to listen to about why we use this strategy in Aligned Women. Today, we'll just focus on the strategy for you, Alex, and how you can define your ideal patient and then attract those ideal patients to your practice. So with what work you have done already, how would you describe who your ideal patient is? So... I guess the avatar that I have in my head, um, are you, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Sex in the City. 
you ever seen? I've never watched it. Okay, so there's a character, her name is Miranda Hobbs, and she's a lawyer, and she is smart and ambitious, but she doesn't always have it together, um, and she knows it, but she's okay with that, and she's also a mom, and when I envision my ideal patient, I'm, I live in uptown Dallas, that's where my practice is, or anyways, and there's so many women out there who are working, um, and their moms too, and they know they have a calling, and that calling is not just to be a mom. They have a calling to do whatever their career is, and I want to serve those women um, so that way they can continue to do what they're called to do and still be the best mom they can be, and that's that's my ideal patient in my head. Yes. Okay, awesome. So when you think about this person, what is a problem that she has that she knows that she has that you can help her solve? I would say she doesn't really ever have downtime. She's type A and she doesn't have anyone really telling her it's okay to have some downtime. And I would say that she probably has as far as like physically, probably some issues, some neck, low back pain from sitting at a desk or working all the time. Maybe she's doing business, wearing high heels and, you know, some postural issues that she's having pain from. Um, but it's not really what I want to focus on. That's what I want to, to let her know that I can help her with. Okay. So your ideal patient, then what would bring her to you is something like stress related conditions, low back pain, perhaps from sitting at her desk or yeah. even from stress. Um, maybe it's neck pain, neck tension, headaches. Mm -hmm. Does that sound fair to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That or she's also pregnant and wanting to have a healthy pregnancy or she's having like the combination of being stressed and being pregnant is a little too much for her mm -hmm. to have a healthy, happy pregnancy. Yeah. So she knows that stress might be affecting her pregnancy as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So we've clarified some of the problems that would bring her to you. Low back pain, neck pain, neck tension, headaches, and really focusing in on these conditions being related to her stressful life. Mm -hmm. So that's something you get to infuse in your messaging and in your branding, meaning like in your social media posts, for example, Instagram will be a really important place for you. And we'll talk more about this as we go through our discussion today, but Instagram is going to be like where your people are at. Okay. So when you're, when you're creating posts for Instagram, you want to focus on these things. And so okay. she understands that you get it. Right. Okay. So obviously the solution to her problems here, it's chiropractic care. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Then the next question is, what is the result for her when she comes to you with these issues and she experiences care with you? I'd say the result is not only pain relief, but she's starting to notice that we can get to the root of the issue, which is stress and go into talking. I guess this is down the road, but talking more about how do I learn to respond versus to react and really, you know, honoring the root cause of what's going on um, versus just adjusting the subluxations to not change anything later. Yep. Okay. So 
she comes to you with low back pain, neck tension, headaches, one of those three things, or maybe even all of them. She experiences care with you. And yes, of course, her symptoms, her physical symptoms are reduced. But through this process, she is also learning that it's okay to take care of herself and that really she needs to take care of herself so that she can maintain all the other things that she needs to do and wants to do in her life. And she's learning how to adapt to the stress in her life better overall. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love this because what woman do you know, especially as a working mom, doesn't feel stressed out. This is a lot of people. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of people in a metropolitan area like yours that you can help. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a big problem. Women know that their lives are stressful. And uh, of course we wish it, it wasn't that way, but this is a part of the solution is helping women to learn how to manage the stress in their lives better or differently. Yeah. And, and live healthy despite their circumstances or their surroundings or their environments. Okay. So for you personally, Alex, what, what calls you to help women in this way? What calls you to help women with their stressful lives? Um, I'd say my mom, probably my mom was in the air force when I was growing up and my dad was too. And he was on assignment a lot of the time. So she was almost like a stay-at-home, or not a stay-at-home, a single mom most of the time, working 60 hours a week. And I saw how hard it was for her, and I, she didn't really have anyone supporting her. And so I have the luxury of having all of those things right now. I've got other Cairo friends. I've got aligned women. I have all of these resources to help me. Um, and I know a lot of women don't have that. Yep. Yes. And what do you think the outcome will be when you're helping a lot of women who are dealing with a lot of stress in their lives when you help them, yes, reduce the stress on their body, but also learn how to respond, as you said, instead of react to the stress in their lives. What's the outcome of that? That they can enjoy the, the in-between times. They can enjoy the small moments versus just kind of blazing through everything. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of comes back to my idea of the name in Kindle, um, because I, I am that type of person who will like light on fire and just blaze through stuff. And for me, it's not always like growing the flame, it's honing the flame. And so it's kind of the same, the same concept. Yeah. Like, um, the, the, the picture that comes to mind is like, being able to manage it well, right? A lot of people like you and I, when we're really type A, we're go-getters, we we're like, we achieve, we're high achievers. Um, it's that drive that actually can get us to a point where we're overwhelmed and stressed out. So how do we, yes, how do we manage that? that managing it isn't really the, the way that feels like what I'm trying to express. It's like, embracing it, um, harnessing it maybe is another way to, to describe it, right? Like how do you harness this energy that you have that propels you to be a high achiever while also enjoying being present and being in the moment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So these are also things that you get to infuse into your messaging and your branding and in your social media posts. And, um, if you, are networking that you're talking with your 
referral partners about these kinds of things so that they're able to then understand how to talk with other people about what you do and why you do it and how you help. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Awesome. So you've done a lot of good work already. You've done a lot of introspection. What are some of the thoughts that you have about um, um, building your community, AKA networking and marketing for your practice? Um, so as far as building my community, I've been reaching out to other birth workers in Dallas. Um, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant just because I feel like such a small fish in a big pond. Dallas is considered, or what people have called birth utopia. So like, I feel like there's a prenatal chiropractor on every corner, which is awesome. But um, as far as within professional networks, I, I know that I'm so new that sometimes doulas and midwives are hesitant to try new people. And so I just, I don't really know how to, I don't know if that's the way I should really focus all of my energy until I have more, um, more of a foundation as a practice and as, as a, a practitioner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit of a disconnect between your ideal patient avatar and um, who you are envisioning building relationships with, right? Because your ideal patient avatar is potentially a pregnant person, but not necessarily a pregnant person. Right. And the real question is who also supports women who are high achievers, who are probably working moms who have a high level of stress in their lives. And so then you get to think about those kinds of professionals and, and it could be, um, midwives, doulas, OBs, but it could also be, um, life coaches. It could be counselors or therapists in your area. Where does a stressed out woman go? Like, what does she think that she should do to help reduce stress in her life? One of those things is exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's pretty well known that exercise helps us manage and potentially reduce the effect of stress on our bodies. So then where does she go to connect with, uh, help or support in that realm? personal trainers, mm -hmm. group fitness instructors. Yeah. Right. So these are, these are other categories of professionals that you can start to build relationships with that are not going to be quite as saturated as the midwives and the doulas in your area who potentially already have chiropractors that they refer to. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So a, a good next step for you is to start a brainstorming list of the professional categories that we may not have talked about yet. And also the, the real life names, phone numbers, email addresses, maybe even um, Facebook pages for professionals in your area who are in these categories. So personal trainers, group fitness instructors, therapists, counselors, life coaches, uh, and keep going, keep brainstorming. Okay. Also, when you connect with these people, ask them, who their referral partners are, like who, who are the important people that they network with uh -huh. because those people also support women who are stressed out and high achievers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So 
that's the networking, the community building piece of the puzzle. I feel like it would be helpful for you if you haven't already to set a goal for yourself mm-hmm. of how many people you want to connect with per week or per month. And right now, since you were in the startup phase of practice, that number should be relatively high because um, building your community is going to be one of the most essential things you can do while you have the time right now to do it. So what are your thoughts? What feels, what feels doable for you? It might stretch you or get you outside of your comfort zone a little bit. I'm not, I feel like I could connect with at least two people a week. Two feels like a good number. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that means reaching out to two new people each week and, or after a few weeks of doing this, that you're eh, maybe more than a few weeks, maybe it's several weeks of doing this, that you're reconnecting with people that you've already connected with, right? So that you're continuing to deepen and strengthen your relationships with them. So that might mean having lunch with them, um, going to their place of business and just checking it out, seeing what their place looks like or inviting them to yours. Okay. Um, that would be where I would start. Okay. okay. All right. So then the next piece of the puzzle is marketing. And, you know, in chiropractic, we use the term marketing for a lot of things. <laughs> and sometimes we ask for marketing ideas when really we're asking for um, the overall scheme of how to build our practice, how to attract new patients. And that can include um, advertising. It can include networking. It can include the, the things that are truly marketing. So we're going to focus on the true marketing stuff next. All right. So let's think about this from the perspective of your ideal patient. Again, someone that is a female who is most likely a working mom. She has um, a high level of stress in her life. She is feeling the physical effects of that high stress level. And um, while she's busy with her life, she's also at a point where she knows that she needs to do something different, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so where do you think that she is spending her time? Where is she spending her time when she's online, for example? Where is she spending her time when she's shopping? Where is she spending her time when she's with her friends? Online, I'd say probably like Facebook groups, like you said, Instagram. Um, I could see this person like going to the gym, like first thing in the morning or at lunch or something like that. And then time with friends, thinking like yoga classes, but even just having lunch with friends like on a weekend, something like that. Think about places in your area that are perhaps trendy. I don't know if trendy is the right word, but like people that are in our age demographic, where do we, where do they want to go? Where do you want to go to spend time with your friends in your local area? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I would say like foodie type places, mm-hmm. like new rest, new local restaurants. I'm thinking of like the uptown area there's there's a there's a spot where there's like a trader joe's and several new restaurants and a modern market and um 
I could see this person eating at a modern market pretty often or even having lunch at Whole Foods. Yeah. Those types of places. Okay. So as far as the local businesses that are perhaps um, high traffic, like a grocery store or a coffee shop or um, a foodie type of restaurant, those may not be places that you want to go and do a screening. I mean, you could if you want to, um, but those are definitely places that you can, you can go to and meet the management team there and just build relationships with them. Share on your social media when you're at those places, tag them in your post so that um, you're helping to grow awareness of their business and they'll want to reciprocate that to you as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Facebook groups and Instagram will be top strategies for you for marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, With local Facebook groups, there's often pretty tight parameters around what you can and cannot do as far as promoting yourself. So if there are Facebook groups in your area that are for moms, for example, the best thing that you can do right now is to be a part, be a member of those groups and not necessarily be there to promote your practice, but to be there to build relationships with the members there. Right. And then um, perhaps at some point there may be an opportunity that comes up where you get to share your knowledge and, uh, and if that happens, great. But the primary thing is for you to have a, pre- a presence there and for people to get to know your name. Instagram is going to be a different approach, though. Instagram is a, is a feed, a news feed. And you, in order to be top of mind with people, you'll want to have a consistent presence. So if Instagram feels like a strategy that you want to use to help build awareness of your practice, then you, you'll need to be consistently posting and consistently posting over the long term. Okay. So this is where people get frustrated because they might post on Instagram every day for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> think like, I didn't get any, any new patients from this. No, you probably won't. It's going to be a longer term strategy, but most marketing strategies are long-term strategies. Most marketing strategies are not actually meant to bring new patients to your practice today. They're meant to help build awareness, likability and trust with your community. And that's important for you to start building now so that it's, uh, that, that presence is strong for your practice for the long term. Okay. Okay. So set a goal for yourself or not necessarily a goal, make a commitment to yourself that if you're going to use Instagram, for example, that you're going to post on Instagram five times a week. Um, and you're going to do that indefinitely. You're going to, you're going to commit to this. But also acknowledge what feels doable for you. It's better to post on Instagram four times a week for a year than it is to post on Instagram one time a month for a year or, uh, or 14 times over the course of two weeks and then throw it in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> right. So choose something that, that feels like you can be consistent with it over the long term. Okay. Okay. All right. How are you feeling about what we've worked through so far? Pretty good. Um, as far as posting on Instagram, is there, I know I saw like on um, some of the calendars that there's like a schedule, like you would do a certain type of post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Is that what you would probably recommend then? Or 
it's helpful to have themes around your days of the week so that you're not struggling to create content on the fly. Okay. Right. So that if you know that you want to post on Instagram Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, for example, then you can have some themes around those days. So maybe Monday um, is something in regard to planning for the week. Uh, well, maybe that would be like a good Sunday post, right? So like planning for the week so that your week is smoother and it's less stressful. Um, um, a weekend type of post that's really easy and actually helps build likability and trust with your audience is to just share something that you and your husband and your kiddo are doing. Like, what are you doing in your actual life? That could be what you're eating for dinner or like a fun thing that you went and did. So just being a real person Mm -hmm. throughout the week as well. Right. Um, Think about topics that are again, applicable to your ideal patient. Um, we've identified the problems that bring her to you or problems that are related to stress. So that's something that you want to continue to focus on without being a downer about stress, right? But also sharing things that are inspiring. And Instagram, it's um, designed for people to come to to see inspiration and pretty pictures. Yeah. (laughs) So you'll want to be thinking about how you can share stories that could be testimonials from your patients. It could be your own experiences um, and crafting some photos that help to ter- tell those stories as well. Okay. Does that help answer your question? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Another concept too is to have a theme for your month so that there's also less of that sense of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to post on Instagram today? But um, for the month of February, it's um, (sighs) Valentine's Day. And we also have, I think it's um, something related to heart disease. Oh, I can't remember the name of the day specifically, but, or the month. It's something related to heart disease though. And that relates to stress, right? So we know that stress is a contributor to heart disease. That's something you could incorporate as a theme, especially when it comes to prevention. Like let's, let's help you reduce your stress levels now so that you're not the 60 year old woman dealing with heart disease, wishing that you had taken better care of yourself now. What I have noticed before I became a chiropractor, I was personal training. And so I have done that up until just about this year. And what I have noticed is that my clientele that I market to and the clientele that tends to come back are completely different. And so I'm trying to figure out, do I just let who comes back, comes back or um, the clientele that tends to come back are middle-aged men. And I don't know why I do everything to make sure I'm not being provocative. I don't dress. I don't wear yoga pants when I teach classes and I never want to be that like, we're going to her class because we want to go to the, this per So anyways, but for whatever reason, for the past 10 years, that is the group that always comes back. And so I'm like, I don't mind serving men. I mean, I don't really care, but being a solo practitioner in one room when my husband's not there makes me feel uncomfortable. If I'm have a primarily male practice, And I've been in situations like that where I've always made sure I'm in a public place when I train and coach for that reason. And so 
I guess, I don't know if there's anything, you have any tips on, I don't know what I'm doing to make that happen. Well, I don't know that you can really identify it per se, but the most important thing is how you move forward with managing it. First things first, you practice with your husband. So if you wanted to, you don't have to see men in your practice and you can schedule the men that do come to your practice with your husband. Yeah. And that's just that. You can set that boundary for yourself if that's what makes you feel safe and protected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is that many times when we define an ideal patient avatar, and we start marketing to that avatar, and then we start seeing different people show up in our practice, we think that we're doing something wrong with our marketing. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is that you're actually doing something right with your marketing because it's still resonating with people outside of your target market. And that's the awesome part about it is that even though you can really, really refine who your target market is, your messaging will still resonate with other kinds of people too. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really want. We want to create that sense of connection with people so that they already know they want to be a patient in your practice before they even get there. Okay. And they don't arrive with us feeling like we have to convince them into something. They already know what you're about. They already have a sense of what you do and they understand that you're the right person or they, they have that sense that you're the right person to help them with the problem that they have. So that being said, again, if you are refining your ideal patient as a a woman who is a mother who is working outside of her home, who has a high stress life, and you're seeing other types of patients want to schedule with your practice, that's a good thing overall. Just make sure that if you want to be setting that boundary for the types of patients that you see, that you're doing that right off the bat and that your husband is on board with that too. Okay. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's an important question. Um, and I think that's probably a topic that we don't really address or talk about enough as a woman, perhaps because we feel like we're supposed to be available for everybody, but you don't have to be. I started making like a, like a page worth of, description about this person is that something I should con- like continue doing and refining or is it something that you kind of do once and no yeah your ideal patient avatar gets to grow and change with you right and you get to uh, refine this for yourself and at some point in the future if you're just like yep I've loved serving this population but now I really want to speak to this other population. You can do that too. And um, we are all continuing to deepen our understanding of how to connect with the people that we're really most called to serve. That's an ongoing process. It's never like a check the box and you're done with it forever. Yeah. So I guess maybe I, I meant like how soon do you start or do you just keep doing it? I guess I, I feel like maybe I might, get ahead of myself and say, Oh, this isn't working. So I'm just going to start over. Like, yeah. Yes. That is also a thing that happens when you have defined an avatar, you start marketing and networking to build a practice around that avatar. And then the other kinds of people start showing up on your schedule (laughs) and you think, 
wow, man, what I'm doing isn't working. But again, it comes back to saying like, no, it is working because look at all these new patients on your schedule, right? So commit to that specific avatar and marketing your practice to your avatar for a minimum of six months before you change gears, before you like go with a different avatar for your practice, a minimum of six months, if not even closer to a year. Okay. Perfect. That's exactly what I was meaning (laughs) by my question. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It takes time. I mean, the fastest way to row a practice is through referrals, but when you're just starting out, you don't have a patient base yet to ask for referrals or to receive referrals from. So it's really in the startup phase where you're at right now, it's all about building relationships with the people in your community who know you, who like you, who build trust with you, and who are also influential in your community as well. So that when they say to someone that you don't know yet or who doesn't know you yet, you should go see Dr. Alex. She is someone that I trust and I know that she can help you with this problem. They arrive to your practice with that sense of trust already built in with you. And it makes our job so much easier. So again, that we don't feel like we have to convince them into something, which is often the place that we find ourselves when we're out doing screenings or health fairs, for example, we feel like we have to convince people to come into our practices. Okay. All right. So let's wrap up with clarifying your action steps moving forward. So we've talked about the networking piece and then also the marketing piece. So for networking, you're setting... Sorry, so with networking, you're setting a goal of reaching out to two people per week. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about brainstorming a list of categories of professionals and then also the actual names of real life people in your area that you can connect with. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And then as far as marketing, what are your what is your next step there? I'm going to sit down and put together like a monthly theme and then figure out how many days a week I want to market on Instagram um, and maybe create almost a calendar or weekly calendar for that as well. Yeah. Awesome. If you haven't done it yet, the marketing masterclass in our core content and the aligned women membership site will help you to put together that Uh, solidified marketing calendar. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Good work, Alex. I hope this has been helpful for you. Yes, it has. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. So that's a wrap for this on-air coaching call. I hope that it's been helpful for you to hear the behind the scenes of how we work with women in strategy sessions, as well as in one-to-one ongoing coaching. We would love to hear your biggest insight or takeaway from this conversation today. And of course, you can share it with us over in our free Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors. If you're not already a member, then head over to alignedwomen.com forward slash Mama Chiropractors. And remember, Mama is spelled M-A-M-A. We would love to chat with you about this episode and what you learned there in our private Facebook group. If you're loving what you're hearing in these on-air coaching calls and you would like support with a problem or challenge that you have in your practice 
and you feel like Aligned Women is the right fit to help you do that, then head over to the Work With Us page on our website. You can find it at alignedwomen.com forward slash work with us. Go check out the options that we have for support for you and your practice. We have three different levels of service. There's bound to be an option that fits your needs and your budget there. So alignedwomen.com forward slash work with us. We'll see you next week for another on-air coaching call. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mamachiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.